Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hi, Supermamas. How is everyone doing? Welcome to the Supermamas podcast, your favorite podcast with your favorite hosts. Well, today it's only me. There's one host today, my sister Bricia and myself, Paulina. But today it's only me, guys. Bricia is not available for this episode. So I am going to be going solo. I mean, producer Beth is there. She just doesn't want to be on the mic, but it's only me. And this is actually our last episode of the year. After this episode, we're going to take a little break because guys, we all need a little break. It is the last two weeks of the year. We are grasping on to our deep for dear life. And as I'm sure everyone is doing out there. So this is actually going to be the last episode of the year. And we are getting ready a bunch of like really fun stuff for the upcoming year. And actually, this episode is a redo of a previous episode about a few years ago. Actually, it hasn't been. It was like, I think, 2019 that we had the guests that we had that we are going to listen to again today. And when choosing which episode we were going to put out this week, I just thought it was like really good to bring this as a reminder that we can change the way that we see ourselves anytime. You can decide today to start seeing yourself differently. I've been having a lot of conversations with people lately about where I was when I started the podcast. I think the path that I've taken in my personal life ever since I started the podcast has taken me on an amazing journey. And now I can say that I am a totally different person than when we started. And I realized that a lot of it was because I used to see myself and I used to label myself in a very negative way. When I used to, and I've said this on the podcast many, many times, I used to introduce myself as the person in the background. Like that was literally my introduction to the world. I was putting that out there in the world. I was calling myself the person in the background. I was calling myself, I was putting labels on myself really, really heavy. And I, you know, it took many years. <laughs> Krista is now 12. Well, actually, no, Sabina, that's Sabina, Sabina, my, my nine-year-old. That's when we started the podcast. So it's been a long, long journey. It's been a long road. There's been a lot of ups and a lot of downs and a lot of hurdles that I've had to overcome. But I mean, it's not perfect. There's still a long journey, a long way to go. But I definitely feel that it's made a difference. It's really made a difference the way that I speak about myself, the way that I label myself, the way that I introduce myself, even just recently with an experience that I have at the dentist that at some point I will go into and tell you what that meant. I know it's very trivial, but it really made a huge difference in the way that I see myself and I overcame a fear that I had. And I think it was because every time I would speak fear over myself. And on this episode today, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome, which is something that I, you know, I think like sometimes I still suffer from, but it was really, really heavy back when I started the podcast. I really felt like I didn't belong. I couldn't find my space. I couldn't find my my identity. I felt less than. I felt like very insecure. And again, it was because there was a little voice in my head telling me that I was all those things. And then I was actually speaking them out into my life. So I have really changed the way that I see myself, the way that I view myself, the way that I embrace myself. And I still, like I said, I still have a long, long way to go and many, many things to learn. But I think imposter syndrome really took a lot of space in my life back in the day. We should be ending this year because this year was heavy, heavy AF guys. This year was so heavy on all of us. Like so many changes happened. I cannot wait for this year to be over. I want to start fresh. I want to rest. We want to rest. That's why we're going to take two weeks off to rest, to recharge, to refill ourselves with family, with love. We are going to turn off our brains for a little bit and recharge for 2024, which I am 
putting it out there, saying that, that it's going to be great. And if this year was tough, it was just because it was preparing us for all the blessings that are coming on next year. That is what I wish for myself, for my family, and for every single person out there. So I hope that when you hear this episode with Michelle Gomez, who is a career and life coach, where she speaks to us about what imposter syndrome is and how to turn it into a positive by identifying your unique cocktail of needs. Michelle also talks about the best methods for setting your goals in the new year and why it's important to celebrate yourself when achieving these goals. That is exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going to be celebrating all the positiveness that happened in this year and not focus on the bad things. There are so many gems in this episode, guys. You are really going to want to take notes. So get ready to set your intentions and make shit happen. Her, she has a book. And this is her first book. And now she has a different book. She has transformed herself into a totally different person. Now she is more of a spiritual coach. And we are actually going to be reaching out to Michelle again. We're going to bring her on the show again so that she can tell us what are the things that she's doing now. But I really love this episode because she really helps people identify their needs, their unique cocktail of needs, and gives us actual tools to overcome that. This is the best way to end the year so you can have a fresh mindset. So you can start the next year fresh with attitude. You know what? We're actually thinking about doing our vision board again during the holidays because it's so important to keep your eyes focused on the positive, on all the dreams and all the things that you want to have and all the positiveness. And yes, those negative things are still there. They haven't gone away. They're still existing in the background. But when you put your focus on the good things, the bad things tend to get smaller. When we put our energy on looking at just the negative things that happen, because I could go down the rabbit hole thinking about all the bad things that happened to us this year, but I choose and I'm choosing to look at all the positive things, positive things, family, positive things, love, positive things. We're alive, we're healthy, we're strong, and we have the desire to keep going and keep getting better every time. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic, fantastic holiday season with your family, with your loved ones, love one another, choose love. And if you are not having a great time, if you are hurting, if you're suffering, I can tell you that things can get better. Things get better. It takes a lot of work. It's not overnight, but things do get better. I have been at the bottom. I have been in the middle. I have been at the top. Then I go down again. This life is a roller coaster, but we only have this one life, guys. So we need to make the best of it because we don't get a redo. We don't get a redo. And every day is a new chance to start all over. So. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I hope everybody's eating a lot. I hope everybody's having a fantastic time. And we are going to be missing you for the next two weeks, but we cannot wait to share with you what's coming for 2024, for continuing to share in ourselves, our lives, our family, everything that we do. And we really, really want to thank you from the bottom of our heart for another year of Super Mamas, for another year of community, for another year of love, support. You guys are the freaking best. I have nothing but gratefulness in my heart for each one of you, myself and my sister. We've had like, again, she's had a rough year, but next year is going to be better and nothing lasts forever. Good things, bad things this season. We're waiting for the next season and I hope nothing but positiveness for everyone. We love you so much and enjoy this episode with Michelle Gomez, career and life coach. And we'll see you in 2024. Bye. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Hi. Thanks Hi. for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, you guys. Now tell us, you have kids. Who do you live with? What's keeping you busy these days? Go for it. I want to know it all. Yes, I tell have. Me all um, about it. I live with my husband and my two daughters, thirteen and nine. Ooh. Yeah, and, wow. and my two dogs, my Schnauzer and my newly adopted basset hound oh um so and what you have four children i have four two Mm -hmm. furry and two non um and what keeps me busy is my full-time corporate career as well as my coaching business so i actually have both tell us how you got involved in coaching and what made you go into coaching and what is coaching sure so i have been career coaching 
for free for like nine years, didn't know it was like a business. Uh-huh. You know, people would just come to me in my corporate jobs um, to ask for like guidance. Hey, Michelle, I want to promote or I want to jump into this other industry or, you know, I'm going for an interview. Do you have any pointers? You know, and I just kind of gravitated towards that stuff. Um, people were reaching out to me on LinkedIn to meet with them for coffee to prep them. And I just thought, yeah, it's like mentorship. Prep them for interviews? Interviews okay, got it. and um, would go over their resumes because a lot of times they would get, they would send out their resumes to all these people and get Nothing no feedback. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, something's not right here. So I was just doing it for free because it filled my soul, you know, and then I um, kind of got Because you like to tell people what to do. I think so. I think I'm, I think people Join just saw club, my girl. own career. Join the club. Yes. You know, you do care, you know, when yeah. you have a dominant nature about you and you carry yourself very confidently, people gravitate to you. They're like, oh, I, I, I carry weight with what she says. I will take her guidance. I trust her. And I think they saw my own career and what I did in a short period of time. So they're like, how can I do that? So I just shared what I did. And, um, you know, navigating a corporate structure around a lot of Anglo-Saxon men, being a Latina, being Christian in my family to go to college. It was just, it was trying to navigate all that and still be successful, get over a lot of obstacles. People just watched what I did and came to me. So I did it. And then I decided, you know what? I want to write a book. And so I wrote a book about imposter syndrome in high achieving women. Um, and as a Latina, it's there's some cultural and, tra- and traditional yeah. familial implications around imposter syndrome and, and ambitious Latinas. So I wrote that book and I published it, including steps about career success. And um, since then, I launched my company, Michelle Gomez Coaching, and I have a career course. I do speaking engagements, podcasts, and I coach people one-on-one. And very soon, we'll actually be going into organizations as well and doing executive coaching within companies. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Let's talk about imposter syndrome. What is it and how can you Guilty. identify it? <laughs> and how could you identify it? A mí ya me pegó. Yeah, I know. I heard your episode when you talked about it and I was like, oh, I can't wait to sit with you guys and talk about it. So imposter syndrome is a behavioral phenomenon where high achieving people seemed to internalize their success. They can't mm-hmm. really wear it openly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they explain their accomplishments away rather than owning them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I heard you guys talk about this. I mean, when you opened Mama Rabbit, you were like, I felt like such an imposter. Right. And yep. I totally get that. It's like, you're there, you're in your bar and it's like, it's all happening. And yet you still feel like, do I really belong here? Mm-hmm. Like, is this real? You know? Mm-hmm. And so there's a consistent worry or fear about being discovered as like a fake mm-hmm. or a phony. And so, um, yeah, this is something very prevalent in high achieving women. I mean, men experience it as well. Mm-hmm. But more women showed up to the studies when they first started writing about this in the 19, in 1982 at uh, Georgia State University. And so more women started coming coming forward and saying, yes, I'm having these experiences. And how could you then turn it around and, I guess, surrender to the feeling, find it, understand it, and then move on from there and use it as opposed to it using you? Yes. That's, I love that question. I, we actually address that exactly in the book. So my, I'm I'm a big believer. I have a lot of mentors in my life that don't know that you're mentors. You know, we talked about Tony Robbins and Yana Van Zandt, Oprah. Like Oprah, you know, she's my girlfriend. Oprah, uh, Don't Luis. These are all people that have poured into me. So like Yana Van Zandt says, you can't heal what you can't speak. And Mm. so I feel like there's power in identifying, calling a thing a thing, like she says. So there's five competencies of the imposter syndrome. So in my book, I help people identify what's called their, I call it the Yukon, your unique cocktail of needs. Mm. Understanding out of the five competency types, which one makes up what you deem competency. You know, when you look at someone and say, wow, she's got it all together. Like, like she's really competent. Like she couldn't possibly be an imposter. Right. 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 So there's, um, so I can go down the five competencies so you can kind of see where you land. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. once you understand your Yukon, right. You can under- identify your triggers and you can start to work through the aff- affirming nature to work through that stuff. So there's okay. affirmations, there's journal, there's meditation, Yes. but to be able to change the internal dialogue. So that you don't automatically succumb to an imposter mentality, but you're like, okay, like for example, if a trigger is a networking event, if you know this already, you know that this is a place that you're going to walk in and you're automatically going to assume I don't belong here. Like I'm totally out of my league, right? Then start to change that. I'm going to show up and I'm going to be great and people are going to want to talk to me and I'm going to make great connections 
and I'm going to come out of this knowing way more people than I did when I first got here, you know? So sort of changing those, that, that, that affirming nature of yourself. Yeah. So that's what would identify as a way to overcome those thoughts. Okay. But let's talk about the Yukon. Okay. okay. So we talked about the five competencies, right? And so if any of these resonate with you, remember them. Raise your hand. Raise your hand at this kind of thing. Okay. Buzzer. So the perfectionist. The perfectionist tends to focus on how something is done. She has an extremely high expectation of herself and tends to set the bar really high. When she does not achieve her, her goal at the high level expectation that she had set for herself, she's likely to experience harsh inner criticism and shame, which can take days to shake off. Okay. Does the perfectionist resonate at all? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I think these are all going to resonate with me, but go ahead. The natural like, genius. The next yes, again. <laughs> the natural genius. What happens when you do with all of them? Are you just oh, really it's totally fucked? possible? It's very. No, <laughs> you're just like five times. You're like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. yeah. No. He's yeah. Like, Sorry, you have no. You have all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. You have so, no hope. No. Anyway, there's totally. Going. Okay, go, go. So the natural genius. She expects to have natural abilities, basically an easy flow of intelligence that wouldn't result that would result in her being able to approach any task or goal with the utmost of ease. Um, if the task doesn't seem easy for her, she just assumes it's not for her. I'm not made up for this. So I'm clearly an imposter to do this since it's not easy. Yeah. So she pulls herself out. She beats herself up and she experiences a lot of shame for mm-hmm. not being. And I see this in entrepreneurs a lot when you're, yeah, when you're like getting into the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial space, right? You see all this messaging on social media. No, you're media. like Kanye. You're like a natural genius or what? I'm a natural, natural genius. Bo- natural born genius. <laughs> but like entrepreneurs, like, if, yeah. you know, if they get into the entrepreneurial space for the first year and they're not a millionaire in their first year, it's like, oh, I'm not, this is not for me. I mean, people, yeah. Out. Yeah. But that's just, sure. okay. The next. <laughs> <laughs> the expert. So the expert believes that true competency is in possessing as much knowledge and skill as possible. Basically, be able to retain the information, ability to execute all forms of self-mastery and seeking out all forms of credentials. So this person who's got a bachelor's and got a uh, master's yeah, no. and then a master's, master's, and then a PhD, and then maybe some you know, certifications. And it's like, I call this competency always thriving, never arriving. Uh, and at some point, it's like- makes sense. Mika, you have to stop and actually pour all this wonderful yes, information yes, yes, that you're yes, gathering yes. In and do something with yes, it, right? Yes, so, yeah. But instead, we hold ourselves back and don't pursue the things. Don't write because the book. Because you still need more yeah, to learn like, more and more and more and more. Yeah. Got it. I haven't been doing this for five years yet. Yeah, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, the fourth one is the rugged individualist. So her thought is that true competence is in the person who can approach a task or a goal all on her own, like no help. Like if she has to ask for help, it act in her mind, see, I'm an imposter because yeah. I need help. Yes. So if Got she it. approaches something and sees that she needs help, she judges herself, pulls back. Yeah. That's the kind of people that also like don't accept help, and the, but they're always saying yes to everything. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> because we judge ourselves, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I it's should... Those, it's those people that do that. Wait a minute. No, yeah. Like I'm like, I can do it, you know, like, I feel that I always have to say yes because I should be able to do everything at mm-hmm. the same time, you know? Right. I I can't say no. Well, you because, should. Because if I say no, it's like, loser, how well, can yeah. you not? Because you know you're a woman, Because right? yeah. you're a woman no. and you're supposed to be able to do it all. Yeah, because I'm supposed to. And you're a Latina, so you're not supposed to ask for help. You just do it. Yeah. Well, I, the, the health part, I'm getting better, but I feel that I always say yes to everything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, sure. Sure. Yeah. And then my husband's like, why do you say yes to everything? And I'm like, because you do too. So it's like the same thing. We're both the same way. (laughs) And the last one I think is the most, I mean, it's it's the biggest one. It's the superwoman. So she believes that she should be able to fulfill all her duties masterfully. That's wife, mother, sister, friend, daughter, employee, business owners. I mean, all of it. And be able to do, juggle it all and make it look easy. Hello, super (laughs) And that's what drives her idea of competence. So if she's not handling her business with ease, she feels like a fake and a phony. She she beats herself up and she experiences shame. So the worst part of all of this is the shame that you feel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because it's that shame that keeps you small, keeps you quiet, doesn't let you advocate for yourself and pursue the things you want to do. Got it. These are all like, I think, I think we all have a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. I remember 
when I, I know you were mentioning uh, when you, you see people that do it all and you don't think that they do it. I never forget the time that I spoke to Patty Rodriguez, her friend, mm -hmm. and she told me about the way she felt about herself. And I was like, what? Why? Well, like everybody outside sees you a certain way yeah. but when the way that you see yourself like you you would never I would have never thought that she feels that and she tells me that sometimes like I still feel like that every day mm -hmm. I'm like why you're right. you know you're so great and amazing but it's so hard for for you to see yourself as that it's so easy for other people to see you're like your harshest critic right. all the time well and I think what's wonderful about women is that they are so resilient in some ways because even when we feel this way We're still starting podcasts and opening restaurants and bars and writing books and starting businesses, you know, and we're like doing it scared and, and, and we're doing it anyway. Right. And right. so when we focus on this stuff is because we want to make sure that when you get there to that goal that you actually wanted, that you can enjoy it. Like you can really show up as your whole healed self because this is no longer taking over your life. It's just there. It's just like, okay, I feel it. I sense it, but I know how to work through it and I'm going to be fine. And how do how? you work through it? Well, I, yes. I teach my clients, Ow. so we do understand their Yukon, right? What's your Yukon? What's your cocktail? And you can have a mix. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. okay. You totally have a mix. And only they can really say, yeah, I'm the perfectionist with a little bit of the expert and definitely the superwoman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's examine some of your triggers. So we start talking about some of the things where they feel like if I don't wash the dishes, then I'm not the superwoman. If I'm not cooking meals every night, I'm not a superwoman. You know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if, if I got a 98 on my paper instead of a hundred, that, that really tackles at my perfectionist, you know? And got so it. we start to think, we start to change the narrative and disrupt that pattern. So rather than fall into that, look for all the reasons why you're not perfect. Look for all the reasons why you're not a superwoman. It's like, you know, just because it's not perfect doesn't mean it's not good. So good is still enough, you know, and are, is your value really only based on how much cooking you do and whether you, all the laundry is always done? You know, you, maybe you spent that time taking care of you, reading a book, spending time with your kids, mm -hmm. you know, and so learning to just look at everything differently and less, less of a lens of self-judgment and just being accepting of like, what's your brilliance? What do you love doing? What is your zone right. of genius that you, you lose track of time because that's what you love to do? And that's why in my book, we call it Own Your Brilliance. So we figure that out. Stop trying to please everyone else and be perfect and be the superwoman and expert at everything and everyone. What is it that you love to do? And let's build a life and a career on that. Mm -hmm. So that way, whatever you're doing, you show up wholehearted and happy. And really, I feel like, you know that saying, happy wife, happy life? You know, mm -hmm. when a wife is happy, yeah. the whole house just sort of reverberates positively. Yeah. Imagine having that same kind of feeling when you show up to your work. Like yes. you just, yeah, you're sure. confident, you know who you are, you're comfortable in your own skin and you give people the ability to do that too. I think that's so powerful, especially in this climate where we need more women in positions of power and influence. Mm -hmm. And we need to open doors for the generation behind us to come in and not be scared to say, I don't know that I have this figured out. Can you yeah. help me? So what are some of the techniques that you use to get to that point? Because it's, I mean, we all, we all hear it everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should change, you should be positive, but what, what steps, like solid steps can someone take to get there? And even if it takes a long time, mm -hmm. like what is the first step or a few steps that someone should take in order to get to that point? Definitely start with not giving yourself like a deadline. Like I'm going to okay. be healed within six months. Like, you know, like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm going to be healed in a week. You know, there's really, it's not a healing. It's a reframing of your experience, right? Yes. Reprogramming you your brain powerful. actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just rewiring your brain. So it, it's a daily practice. I tell people every morning when I work with my clients, let's look at your morning routine. What's your morning power hour like? Be intentional. You know, what do you want the day? What do you expect of the day? You know, and start changing your internal dialogue. So meditation, journaling, books about self-mastery and being able to keep an inventory of your, your accomplishments and being able to own them without judgment. Ooh. I think that's huge. Yes. You know, it's like, it, it's really hard for those of us to say, you know, I, I accomplished this. I did that, you know, because we all were so, we're so Oh, we, we did this together. And, you know, it was, I couldn't, you know, we're all, we're all in it together and that's great. But I think there's value in being able to just own 
your accomplishments without judgment. And so, and that starts with the dialogue. That's, I am powerful. I am strong. I am intelligent. I am enough. You know, those affirmations are really powerful and it it doesn't have to be super like an hour and a half, really a strong power hour to get started could just be 20 minutes every morning of intentional work. When we were doing the vision boards, um, I think that's one of the things I really like the most about the vision boards is that you have a picture of the things that you want to accomplish, but not also that, the things that you already have accomplished. And I think that's important because we, I read somewhere that every time you get to a point that you achieve, you have to celebrate. And we are really, we're not that the kind to celebrate when we, you know, we're always so good at reading up when we don't do things, mm-hmm. but when we achieve something where we don't really do much and we should be able to celebrate. So I really like to look at my vision board and see, oh my God, I can't believe that happened or that happened and that happened. And, and just keeping track of all the good things that you have accomplished, yeah. not only having done all of this because we can have an endless list of things that we want to accomplish, yeah. but we should keep that one that we, all the things Absolutely. that we have. And I think having that inventory of you is really strong to not only remember your, your accomplishments, mm-hmm. celebrate them and acknowledge them. Um, and then see everything that came at you that tried to take you off course and you yes. overcame it, you know? And, and that's, what's so great. It's weird about the imposter syndrome is that a lot of us are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the expert or I'm the perfectionist, but you know, I, I still graduated with my MBA. I still started that business or I still got out of debt or what, you know, everything that you thought this would get in the way of it, it was just present there, but then you get there and it's still not enough. So mm-hmm. that's, what's important to be able to say, wow, that was enough. That wasn't, let me just sit here and yeah. accomplish and enjoy this because what happens is we move instead of steady and what we do, we push the finish line even farther mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next you know, and you didn't really mm-hmm. get a chance to just sit in what you just did. Yes. Like what you did was major. Let's celebrate that. That's amazing. What are know? great ways to celebrate yourself? Well, I think what's that's what's so great about goal setting when I work with my clients is we not only set up a goal and a timeline, but we set up a sort of a reward system, oh. you know? And so like when you accomplish this, you what's important to you? Do you like to go to the spa? Do you like to shop? Do you like to take trips, you know? And so whatever is important to you that you find joy in, Mm -hmm. go do that, you know? And it could be something as simple as, you know, many petties. It it doesn't have to be extravagant, right? But just having a schedule of goals, a timeline and a plan, and then a reward system for each one. That way you're like, instead of just immediately moving to the next goal, you're like, no, I'm going to make some time and go, go schedule that many petty and go do that. Well, let's talk about goal planning because that is, I think, Obviously, it's the end of 2019 and 2020 starting, and everybody wants to achieve everything they want, everything they, everything and anything in yes. their life. You know, mm-hmm. I think that a year comes, and they, yeah, myself included, I think like, okay, I'm finally going to be able to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 20 different things, and yeah. if I don't achieve them, I suck. Mm-hmm. So how and how are you, you know, with so many wants in your brain and in your soul, and so many things calling to you, and you know just listening to you talk about do what you love. There's so many people that don't even know what that is. You know, that I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is that one thing I want to do every single day. I don't know what I find joy in. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, I find joy in watching shows. Can I just watch shows <laughs> for a living? Netflix and chill yeah. for the rest of my life. I mean, I, mean <laughs> I enjoy doing that. So yeah. how do you set goals? How, what is a great way to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and what are some... And a realistic amount of goals to have yeah. for a year. Well, I think what's so great about the end of the year and beginning, yeah, everyone has like their goals, right? This is why membership at the gym goes up, you know, in right January, yeah. right? And then around like March, it starts to dwindle down, right? Yeah. Cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this 30 bucks a month isn't working for me. Um, but I think what happens for women, I can't, men are much better at this. I have to admit, women, we come out the gate with like, all these goals. Okay, it's January. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to pay off my credit card debt. I'm going to go on my trip to Paris that I always wanted to go to. And I'm going to spend more time with my husband and I'm going to read three books a month. And it's like all of these things. <laughs> and it's like, girlfriend, no wonder you're like, you know, February 22nd, no wonder your like, husband's you know, overwhelmed with you. <laughs> you know, like I'm not doing this. This is not. So what I, what I encourage my clients to do is to space them out. You have 12 months. Okay. How about you come up with a list of I think 12 is a good place. 12 is good. 
right? I think it could be a little long. If you want to do just six, it's fine. May, you know, and it could be a, a health goal, a financial goal, um, an educational goal, you know, or just a, a habit that you want to start. Like I want to start reading a book a month or I want to start, yeah. you know, um, a, a focus group or like, a, you know, going out with my girl. I don't see my girlfriends as much, maybe like a girl's night once a month or spend more date nights with my husband, things like that. You know, sit down and think about your, your relationships, your finances, your professional goals, your educational goals, your self mastery goals, health goals. These are all ways that you can get started. And I would ask you to get a piece of paper. I'm holding one up. I know you guys can't see it, but it's a whole piece yes, of paper. Can. Yeah, okay. yes, I can. So if you get a piece of paper and you make, put a cross in the middle, there's okay. four. Okay. And then you separate your goals into that's four quarters in a year. Mm, Okay. Okay. And then just focus on separating your, your goals within those four quarters and then break it down to plans. How, what do I have to do to achieve? So if that way, January through March, you're really only focusing on this handful of goals rather than 12, Yes, you know, and it could be like three, you know, if you set 12 goals for the year, you can focus on three at a time because there's four quarters. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to pay off my credit card debt. Or I'm going to, you know, practice going to the gym at least twice a week, you know, something small, you know, and just create a habit. Remember, habit takes 21 days, you know, before it's something to become just a lifestyle, right? Just do it You know, people say that, but I don't know if I really agree with that. Really? I did the whole 21 days of your bed. Yeah, my bed's not done now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to ask you about that. I mean, I did it for a month and then I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Well, not that's, part of my life. <laughs> but that's for context. If you do it for 21 days and it's an it's a quarter period, it's you know 90 days, then you have more days to kind of keep practicing it. And at the end of 90 days, you can decide I'm going to keep it or not. Yeah, you can also you can it. also say that's not for me and then yeah. like I'll I'll dedicate this time to like something that I Working would really out. enjoy. Yeah. But that's a conscious decision, right? Yes. You get to say, "You know what? I'm going to take this one off." I'm like, "You know, people say that <laughs> it, that's it's true. It, and it's it's gonna have to be also, more yes. than just. I want to talk to these scientists. <laughs> yeah. I've done the 21 day uh Daniel fast and I'm still mm. getting crappy yeah. after that. Right? Yeah. You're like I'm skinny, but I'm I'm mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, I want to talk to whoever came up with this idea. Right. But I, I think the whole fo- the whole idea is don't go into January first. Yeah. With all of these, like, yeah. and because the, then by March, you, you, they start dwindling and what You're happens? You judge yourself, out. you get down on yourself. You're like, oh, I'm so not that responsible person. I thought I said I was going to be in 2020. So just be gentle with yourself. And this is why men lose weight faster than we do. I mean, of course there's biological reasons. I think reasons it's biological. I don't of think course. it's anything to do with the time. <laughs> but think about it. Men will be like, I'm not going to cut out carbs, beer, pasta, and sugars. I'm just going to cut out beer. And then they, one thing at a time, you know, they, they cut out beer and then they're like, okay, I'm going to go to the play basketball like twice a week. They do that. And then little by little, you know, but yeah. they don't, they don't like us. We're like, okay, no carbs, no sugars. Yes. Nothing. No, that nothing. Is, no fun. That is I'm so gonna true. I'm only going to drink lemonade with cayenne pepper. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> For seven days. That is so true. When I, when I do things like that, my husband's like, I'm only going to do this. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to do the everything or nothing. He's yeah. like, well, I'm only going to do this. And he actually sticks with it. And I sometimes don't. But you're right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's that's a great way to get started. That way you don't overwhelm yourself yeah. and you don't carry the self-judgment for having How to do it. How do you, what are, is, do, you, do you have tips or any sort of ritual that you recommend people do before they sit down to write these goals down? Um, again, you get overwhelmed with all the things you want to mm-hmm. do. How do you break it down to 12. How do you sit down? Do you light a candle? How do you focus? Is there a guided meditation? Is there like sage? Do you go to a, get a limpia and then come back? Like, <laughs> like, like, what do you I do? go to my abuelita. Yeah. She gives me the huevo. You, t- <laughs> you take like a sip of ayahuasca and you come back. Like what is like, like what, what is the secret of life? Yeah. yeah. Like you know what I mean? No, like, it's true. It's because... true because people don't know, you know, what do I want to achieve? Oh my God. I want to be a movie star. Or, I don't know. I mean, I mean, why do I want to so, Beyonce? It's so totally. hard for people to know. I I think because there's so much information out there, everything that's happened, everybody's living their best life online. <laughs> so you look at all these. The menu has increased yes. of flavors and things of what you can become or you can. Do. I gotta exercise, drink more water, mm-hmm. pay out my debt, start my new business, be a great mom, have a new baby, have sex three times a week, go on vacation, yeah, have girl. a date night, visit telling? my parents more, spend time with my girlfriends, be a great leader, clean my house, water my plants. 
look great, save money. <laughs> like there's, sh- I can go on, on and, and on. on and on. Mm-hmm. But like those, I feel like those are tasks and they're not goals. Right. So like, how do you get to a well, goal? And you and there and you've been receiving the messaging that this is what you should be going for. Yeah. Yes. You should want to spend more time with your parents. You should want to have sex three times a week because that's what good wives do. You know, there's so I much mean, messaging, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kidding, honey. If you're listening, I totally love having sex three times a week. Um, there, um, I think there's so much messing of what we sh- messaging of what we should want, and then you have to be nice throughout this whole thing and smile yeah. and Gosh. be and, and be, look good and look good and just you know do everything with grace, have be it all gracious. together and balance, be gracious and like, and like don't lose your shit and like yes. never have a resting bitch face because then it's like. What's wrong with you? Yes. Girl. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, this, this is all messaging. <laughs> She's like, I feel overwhelmed. I feel right? all You're like, oh, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Let me, go, let, me, let me go back to my office and then well, get back to Well, because it's like, you know, like, how do you set the goals? Like, what? Like, how? You have to really tune into yourself. Okay. How do you? Okay. Give us tips. Like, what are some ideas? I completely recommend sitting down with, get some essential oils in your hands okay. first nice. and just nice. really cleanse your air with your I breath. I feel like I need a limpia and I can't, I, I'm not going to Oaxaca this year and I usually always get like a limpia in Oaxaca like at the end of the year I have this lady who just spits in my back and like yeah <laughs> beats, I'll me, spit on your back. beats me with herbs <laughs> I'll beat you up too she beats me with herbs she spits in oh, my back oh, she grabs God. an egg yeah, and then she just tells me like your life is going to be amazing I'm like great great thanks yay bye <laughs> see you next year and I just feel great but I don't I, I just I feel like I need like yeah I need to sage myself. Like, is that, is that, should we sage the room, get essential oil? Should we get everyone at the house? Should we book a hotel room and just stay there for the day so nobody can disrupt us? So like, my well, mother and I are do doing that. that later this month, this week. Actually, we leave on Wednesday because oh. we're doing this. So okay. Anyway. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. So I would recommend to get very relaxed. And so get some essential oil, rub it in your hands, smell it in, light a candle, you know, and really just sit with a blank page. Sit with a blank page and write down first, before your goals, what you want an average Wednesday to look like. Ooh, okay. It has something simple. You know, what? wake up, you do what? And then after you take care of yourself, get the kids up, whatever, go to work, you know, come back, make dinner. What do you want your average day to look like? And make your goals around making sure that that average day is a reality. Ooh, mm, I love that. that. See? That means, so, yes. you know, and if and it could Concrete be the simplest, answers. The simplest of things. Love it. You know, yes. like if- you're not that, and I mean, I think we moms go to the grocery store way too much. You know, it's like, if I could have somebody go to the grocery store for me, I'm willing to pay the money I mean, to do that. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. You know, <laughs> I, I have a cleaning lady. It's a $5 I'll pay tip. a cleaning yeah. lady to come yeah. help me clean. I'll pay a landscaper. I have a, a, a remote car wash. Come to my house and wash my car. Girl, listen, you know, listen, I, let me tell you about, I just found out about car washing. <laughs> you get yourself a, a vacuum. You go to the mobile car wash in the gas station. It's $6 mm-hmm. and you have a little vacuum. I haven't gone a car wash in like two, almost two months. My car is hella clean. <laughs> and then you get one of those like things for your air vent that has like, yes. that smells good. You walk into my car, you feel like I just got a car wash. It even smells like that new car That's smell. That's awesome. <laughs> $6. But so, so if, if. Anyway. Going to the car wash makes you feel like that's something I'd like to do on a oh, Wednesday because it. it makes me feel good. Yes. I like washing my car. Cool. Then make maybe take something else off your plate, like grocery shopping. That's true. You know, like cooking or laundry or cleaning or whatever, right? To to be able to have time for that. So yeah. just mm-hmm. look at what you want a regular Wednesday to look like. Also, if you'd like to go to the car wash instead of going to do something, I want to know who you are. I want to yes. meet you. Please call in. <laughs> We'd like to hear from you. But yeah, that's um, that's what I would suggest. I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Because Every day. Too. Because if you, like, if your dream Wednesday is to have family with your dinner, have family with your dinner, no, have dinner with your family <laughs> and just sit down and then after that read a book or something, you need to make sure that everything is into place yeah. so that you, that can happen. Well, and think about how beautiful so this true. is about your goal mm-hmm. and you sit down with yourself because you really inquire within yourself. What do I want? a regular Wednesday to look like, then if you can make that happen, can you imagine just how much easier the extraordinary stuff will be yeah. that you can get, you can do because all the mundane stuff is kind of in place. That's yeah. So you know what I mean? So you're like, so I true. now made time so I can take my kids to Disneyland on Saturday, or I can plan like a, a nice date night with my husband. You know, I can make time with my girlfriends because yeah. the little stuff is taken care of, you know, and it doesn't, I think really women need to stop thinking that their own two hands have to do everything. There's mm-hmm. so much service out there. And I'm a big believer in patronizing 
Latino businesses. So if I see a Latino landscaper, a Latino car wash, you know, my, my cleaning ladies, Latina, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, I'm pouring into my community. You're helping me as much as I'm helping you. I need you because I only have two hands and 24 hours in a day. I doubt Beyonce is cleaning her house and I'm not Beyonce, (laughs) but I'm very busy. Yeah. And I think it's also letting go of, like I said, I think the whether it's imposter syndrome or whatever it is, is that feeling that someone's going to judge you, mm-hmm. right? To say that, oh, well, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you are not all that because you don't do this. Girl, or, well, and, and, and the thing is that it gets me really sad when people say, well, I mean, of course you can do that. I mean, she has somebody cleaning your house, right? And I think that instead of thinking that way, we should start thinking, oh man, I should start I should start figuring out how I can get someone to help me clean my house so I can do this. Yeah. Or if you love cleaning your house, you should say, oh, I should find someone to do this so that I have more time to clean my house. Exactly. You know, I I think that instead of having that mentality, switch your mentality from, well, of course she can do that. And the the thing that I, I hear the most when I always in the fitness life or when I say, oh my gosh, I want to look like JLo when I'm 50, right? Mm-hmm. People will say, well, of course. I mean, of course J-Lo looks like that. Look at all the money she has. She probably has this. And then I'm like, there's a lot of people with a lot of money yes, out do. there who do not look like Correct. J-Lo. Yes. Okay. Because of the discipline. majority of people yes. that have a lot of money do not look like that. So it's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's just about what you what you want to do and achieving right. your goals. So I think people people have this idea of making excuses and why they don't do things as opposed to saying, oh my gosh, I'm just going to risk it and try to do that. I'm yes. going to try and achieve this. Not, I can't achieve this because of this, because I'm not that. And because right. I'm not that. Plus JLo has years of work behind her before she was able to do that. Correct. So, I mean, she started somewhere. It wasn't like one day she woke up and all these people are helping her clean her house, you know, <laughs> right. showing up. Like she took her. So what can you do to get to that level? Yeah. You know, if she did it, anybody could do it. Right. Everybody could do it. Yeah. Everybody we could do see anything. it all the time. I mean, we we I've noticed just through the Instagrams that we we are connected to a lot of the same people. So mm-hmm. a lot of people who aren't J Lo but are still working a lot and building something, they make time to do the things that they find jo- the yes. joy to do. Julissa Prado from Resource yeah. Curls, you know. Um, I just recently connected with um Patty Delgado of Hija mm-hmm. de tu Madre, you know. I've I've connected with Alegria magazine. We, we I actually spoke at Harvard with um with Julissa and I'm sorry, Davi. Yes, and Davina. And so it's like we're, we're I, and these women. I mean, Davina's going to Bali, and Julissa is having fun with her family. On you know, uh, you have to, yeah, you, you have gotta, to find. This that is time. like okay, they're not cleaning their houses all day long and washing dishes and you know doing things that they don't find joy. And if you like, like. Like uh, Bricia says, if that's what you love, you love washing your car, you love, maybe it's therapeutic for you to wash yeah. and clean your house. Yeah. Great. Then maybe take time to get some help with some other stuff so that an average one day you can spend at least 30 to 40 minutes or an hour cleaning your house because it brings you joy. Amazing. So Thank good. you so much. Yeah. That's good. And now with this, in this new year, now we can have some tangible concrete. goals, concrete goals, and mm-hmm. not just be like, let me make a list of a thousand things that I want to mm-hmm. achieve this year. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Just what's an average Wednesday feel like for you and do make, make your goals around spreading them out for a year so that, that at the end of 2020, that's what your average Wednesday looks like. Yeah. Oh, I, I like really, fe- I really do agree also on the morning, how you, how you start your day really makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Huge, 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 huge difference. Absolutely. Even if you wake up, like sometimes I have, dreams are really hardcore for me. So in dreams, and I, I noticed that also with dad, like whenever my dad dreams of something bad, he's depressed all day mm-hmm. um, because our dreams are so real. So that hap- has happened to me where I have like this dream that really gives me a lot of anxiety yeah. and I can wake up and just be like, oh, I need to do all of this and just carry it. Cause that, it's been days where I don't do anything. I carry that anxiety with me and I feel like something's going to happen all the time yeah. or the days that I have chose to go work out and let it out or, or pray or read the Bible or, you know, journal or meditate. And then that really just write the feeling, it. write it and then let it go. And then the rest of the day is like, oh, okay. It wasn't, a, it was all in my head. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful because really we judge ourselves when we have those moments. Mm-hmm. Those are real moments. Those anxiety ridden, you know, uncertainty, this yeah. doesn't feel good, but why is this here? I mean, I, a lot of the women that I've been speaking to just since Thanksgiving, so just a couple of days, there's this like sadness 
that some yes. of the women feel. Like, I yes. don't know why I'm so sad. Like, it's know, like Christmas and all the lights are around yeah. and everybody's so happy. And I'm just like, it's music and celebration. And I'm like, hmm, I'm, I just, I'm not okay. And yeah. I'm like, I get it. Maybe it's the seasonal thing, you know? But when it gets here, sit in it, you know? Inquiry, what is this? Mm-hmm. What am I feeling now? Mm-hmm. Don't judge it. Just sit in it for a little while and remember that yeah. it's a choice. Yes. You, the, staying sad is a choice that you make. And you're like, okay, you can make a different choice and go work out. Yeah. Go talk to a friend. You do know, something. Read a book. You know, Do something you know, that gets you off course and gets you back on course so that you don't stay in that space. Yeah. When we did the vision board, I, I, I found something so interesting. So interesting. When somebody, when we read out the, said, what, do you, what was your best goal or your highest achievement? And somebody said, I did not have a panic attack this year. Oh, I was wow. like, wow, that's, that's very that's deep. Huge. That's huge. Because mm-hmm. imagine that you live in a world where you are having panic attacks all the time. And that's where we are in most, it's emotional stress, everything that's happened. It's, it's so crazy how much stress and anxiety are out there mm-hmm. that for people, sometimes surviving is not having an anxiety attack. Isn't and that is crazy. Just blew my mind yeah. in so many levels because I was like, oh man, we I we really gotta be vigilant about our state of mind, um, or emotional state of mind also, your emotional state. Cause before it was just a secondary thing. It was a dumb thing. It was just like, Ay, sí, hombre, que se te pase, yeah. Right. Because our culture doesn't yeah. understand it. Mm-hmm. And there, there, we were raised in a space where this was an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. I, I can't flojos. have you to be, be emotional right now. Cause we have work to do. We have yeah. mouths to feed. You know, we have, we have to take care of ourselves. We don't have time for this right now, yeah. but now we have time. <laughs> yeah. It's now we, we have things like this, like the Super Mamas podcast where we can come and talk about this stuff, you know, yeah. and there's women focus groups and there's support and there's guidance and posadas, you know, where people are ha- are doing vision board. We had a vision board event in my house last, I think, was that last year? I think so. Um, and uh, yeah, just holding space for vision yeah. and being able to sit in discomfort without judgment, I think is huge. And bringing out that femininity that we have, I think it's so important to bring that out. Absolutely. Bring, just have that, all of those spiritual outpouring that we should have as females. Mm-hmm. I think it's necessary to do that nowadays. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's take a break and come back to the break. Hey sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on supermamas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Okay, now back to the show. Our favorite segment of the show has turned. All right. Michelle. (laughs) Michelle. Let's do it. Uh, Ariel or Jasmine? Jasmine. Why? I like her brown hair and her brown eyes. Mm, Cute. Also her almond-shaped eyes. She's pretty full. She reminds me of my daughter. Texting or phone call? Texting. Hmm? Dinner and a movie or Netflix and chill? I probably should say dinner and a movie because we need to do that more often because otherwise I'll Netflix and chill every weekend and that's not good. So, okay. Dinner and a movie. What is the last great movie or series that you watched? Uh, well, Frozen 2 is amazing. I know. Okay. Frozen 2 is really, really good. I really recommend it a lot. Like, try not to cry. It's really good. Oh. I really like that scene where she just like transforms. That was my favorite. Yeah. Where she transforms. Are like, people going to really hate me? I'm not a Frozen fan. Well, because, because, you have, because you have a boy. 
guess. Yeah, we have girls, so it's different. Yeah, but it's you. you, I was kind of like, this is whack. But I I don't even. Right, but I love Frozen not because of the girls' situation. I love the message. It's powerful. I think it's like, am I? See, I'm all about women power. It's just like, where's my prince? Like, I just love that. I love those things. <laughs> I was like, no, what? I wanted to fall in love with him. Yeah. I understand. Well, the the Frozen two has has a love story. Yeah, has more of a love story. Oh, okay. but he's like a compassionate man. Like even when she like. Anna gets like super strong and she goes off on her way. Like she was like, I gotta go do this. And she goes and she comes back and she's like, I'm sorry. I was not present. I'm sorry. I wasn't here. He's like, it's okay. My love's not fragile. Ah, cute. Powerful. Yeah. Still. I don't know. <laughs> All right. She wasn't, uh, she likes to dance on the stress. Situation. You know what? Yeah. I, mean, I kind of do. Yeah. Listen, I'm a strong woman. Okay. Yes. No one's not telling me I'm not a strong, independent woman. Yes. I just like those things. Right, it's all good. No we judgment. all do. I think what I deep deep down, all girls want that prince charming. Well, you know that not all girls. I mean, I feel like you can't. A lot of you can say that. Paulina. Fine, I do. I can me. appreciate it. Uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You want a strong man too. Favorite book. Oh, the Four Agreements. Oh, I love yes. that book. John Miguel book. Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Every January, I read that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Last um, great book you read. Oh man, um, I, I read a book a month, so I'm trying to keep track of the Ooh, ones I read. Nice. Do have that goal? Yeah, it's a great. I love. I read at least a, one chapter every morning. Um, the beautiful no. Mm. Um, her name is. Oh gosh, it escapes me. But she worked as an executive for Oprah for many, many years on the Oprah Winfrey Show, mm-hmm. and she talks about how she just her life was her career, and that was it. So when her career ended, she was like, now what? Oh, <laughs> and so she start. She started with a list of everything she wanted to do, and she started like, nope, 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 and started slowly being comfortable with the word no and not having to live up to what everybody wanted her to be, with married and kids and you know size two and all that, you know. And she's like, yeah. no, and so it's just letting go and living authentically. It's called oh, the beautiful no. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, we should read more, Paulina. We should <laughs> uh, massage your facial, both. Mm. But what if you had to have one? That's why it's or I probably do massage because I actually my skin and I have gr- I have really nice skin. I love my skin, and I, I think it's so funny. People, are like, what do you use? Um, Dove and baby lotion. That's it. But uh, <laughs> some but people I, have genetic. Yeah, yes. but I do feel tension and be like on my back because I type and I, I type a lot. You yeah, know? and so I yeah. think I, massage is probably better for my health. Yeah. Hoops or eyeliner? Hoops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're that less than me. Well, actually, I like both too. Early riser or night owl? Early riser. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Beyonce or Selena? Beyonce. Beyonce or J-Lo? Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to see J-Lo in January. To, oh, February. We're going to see you her. Are? We're going to the Oprah event at the Forum. And J-Lo's going to be there. an Oprah event with J-Lo? Yeah. Wait, yeah. what is this? What? I want to what? 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 go. So Buy she... my ticket, Selena. <laughs> Wait, let me go. Oprah's going to be going on tour. And so we got our tickets because we've already seen Iyanla together. Now we're going to see Oprah. Um, and uh, she brings people on stage. And, and as part of where she goes on her tours. And so right when she's coming to LA, J-Lo's going to be there with her. So. <gasps> okay. Okay. I, we're okay. going to the tickets right now. go there. <laughs> Definitely. I had no idea that was happening. Uh, uh, tampons or pads? Tampons. I know you guys are part of the pad squad. <laughs> I'm a tampon girl. Sorry. It's okay. I'm it's always right. curious about how that happens with your Latina. Did you have a progressive mother or did you have a lot of girlfriends? My my mom didn't really tell me not to use it. Oh. oh. Progressive mother. Progressive mother. I don't know if she would be progressive. She just never brought it. Like, she never said, don't use this. Like she, I still don't I just, know how to use them and it just freaks me out every time. I, just, I don't want to lose my virginity. <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. Coffee or tequila? Coffee. What's your go-to cocktail? Okay, this is a cocktail that my husband actually named. Um, it's called, we call it in my house, we call it the Booker No. Um, Jim Bean, the, the, we uh, love whiskey. We're yeah. whiskey people. So, so it's um, oh, it's so um, I went to Nashville recently. Amazing. Uh-huh, yeah. um, Jim Bean, if you look at the Jim Bean bottle on the side of the bottle, there's like all these faces of the family, of the Bean family mm-hmm. and how, you know, and so there's a guy at the bottom named Booker No. That's his name. And so my husband created a cocktail that has Jim Bean with ginger ale and a twist of lime. Ooh. Very refreshing. Very simple too. Call, yeah, really refreshing. And he calls it he calls it a Booker No. And it's I didn't know that it was his until I started going to bars and they're like, What would you like? I said, Oh, Booker No. And they looked at me all crazy. <laughs> My husband's like, No, that's I, I call it. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, ginger ale with Jim Bean and Twisted Lime. I'm going to order that. It. That Hold sounds delicious. No. So if I ever, you guys ever come to my house and you ask for a book or no, we got you. I got it. I can't wait to try Done. it. What's your taco? Ta- what's your taco order? Oh, carne asada with um, cebolla, cilantro, and a little bit of guacamole. Awesome. Mm, sex or a massage? Sex. Uh, <laughs> and what are you absolutely loving right now? Absolutely loving. It doesn't have to do anything. Just what are you loving? What a makeup, but whatever. Hmm. A nap, a movie. I'm, I'm um, opening up my coaching to a new era. A new, a new era, a new area of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Latina daughters with difficult relationships with their Latina mothers. Oh, yes. So, oh, my God. Where do I say uh, that? I mean, <laughs> is there one that it's not? Uh, it's just um, <laughs> I'm finding that this is the that the way that relationship with I'm a mom now, right? Mm-hmm. That relationship and the messaging we get in that relationship paints everything. Mm-hmm. That we do, and hence why we need to do everything ourselves and not ask for help and not complain, you know. Um, but I think that there's a level of healing that needs to happen because there's a lot of things in the Latina mother daughter relationship. There's there's um, manipulation. There's guilt, narcissism, expectations, manipulation. Hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's all, it doesn't. <laughs> My mom's perfect. <laughs> but also I you know that has led me to 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 think what am I what am I doing right. what am I what is that thing that I that I'm going to tell my child that she's going to be telling her therapist in the yes. future because there's certain things that my parents everything have, yeah there's certain things that my parents have told me that probably they told me just because they were upset at that time mm-hmm. but that is that it's haunted me for like a life totally and I'm always like oh, was that the one thing that she's going to be like right. ah you know all right. her, and it's just like it's really freaky we so had as, this whole conversation the other night no I remember <laughs> I, I remember you I, I remember listening to one of your podcasts and and understanding because I had gone through something at, at the time that it lands different for the daughters mm-hmm. what we say lands very deeply and very. I remember you were saying like your mom had looked at a photo of you and she was like was como cantadita. and and old Bricia was like oof like <laughs> You know, and I was like, ouch, I felt it. You know, it just something as simple as that. It's so like subtle. Yeah. Deeply, yeah. right? And so it made me conscious of like the things that I say to my kids, like, hey, aren't you going to brush your hair or aren't you, are you sure you're going to wear that? doesn't matter. I'm like, you know what? I got to so be hard. conscious, you know? It's so so it makes me yeah. take a more conscious approach to the way I communicate. To There's like two ways to everything. I remember that we had a guest also that said, you're present my family. You're not going to go out like that. <laughs> and I always think about that with my daughters. I'm like, look, whatever you go out, people are going to say, mira tu mamá, ni te lava los dientes, ni te peina. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? But it's that's like, just you really caring about what people say. And you're teaching your child to care about what people say. Because I've noticed that with like my son who loves to wear these pants with a hole. And it is my fault <laughs> for leaving them in his, in his closet. Mm-hmm. And he always grabs his freaking pants and I always forget like I need to either mend them or put them in the donation box. Yeah. And I said, you can't wear that with a hole. And he's like, why? And what was he going to say? Right. Because people are, people, people are going to say you have a hole in your pants. And he's going to be like, and? Bad parents. And you know, and he's always like, and? Yeah. You're right. Wear it. And I, whatever. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to judge me. Yeah. But I, I think that, so it's more about us caring about yes. what people think mm-hmm. and you're, and we are passing that on to our children. Mm-hmm. We're making them understand and getting to know, getting to learn that behavior of, I should care what people say right. about me. Right. You know? And I don't know. I think. The other day I was, I was actually driving and I was thinking, I wonder, I think I was listening to a podcast and I just thought, I wonder what would I would have needed as a child? Like what, what kind of school would I have needed? What what would I have thrived on? Yeah. What sort of environment would I've liked? I guess I would have liked people to encourage certain behaviors of mine instead of telling me to like not do that. I would have liked people to encourage me. I would have liked more, you know, and and I think when I go back to my childhood, I think I, I, the moments that my parents encouraged me are the ones that stuck with me, mm-hmm. are the ones that I remember. And I remember feeling sad if I ever got in trouble. I mean, there are different triggers that happen, but I just think, man, like I just want to be able to 
be that person for my son, to yeah. be that person of encouragement and speak greatness into his life and, and, and how that will change, you yeah. know, and not being angry or, you know, I mean, you also have to be, I, I, I mean, I'm a believer. You have to be firm with your children. You, you, you can be a best friend all the time, but right. mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is just whatever you find, like what's important to you. Yeah. You know? But also if you find, like, if you think it's important that they look a certain way and like, not that, that they look a certain value. way, but, but it's not that they look a certain way. It's just that, for example, you know, I walk out of the house with my hair done with, you know, looking, and then I see my child get. Tiene lagañas en los ojos, and she didn't brush her teeth, yeah. and her shoes are dirt. Like it's on me, yeah. And I'm like, no, we should, we can't go out. We can't go out like that. Yeah. Like you have to brush your teeth, you have to do your hair. Then si quiera peina. Like I told my daughter the other day, look, I don't care what you look like. I don't wear your dress as long as you're clean. You have right. to be clean. You have to be a clean person. You're a woman. You have to be able to, you know, you have to take a shower, have cleanliness because that's I mean, important. It's like men and women. But, well, I think it but, goes but back, that's but what I'm saying. It goes like, back to, I think it goes back to having a, a life in, of order. Yeah. I think it goes back to making time in the morning. Okay. We have routine. Everyone showers. Everyone brushes their teeth. Hey, on Wednesdays, we all wash your shoes or Hey, Whoever helps you with cleaning, can you make sure the shoes are always clean? I think it's just, I forgot who, I met someone at the vision board party and they were telling me about these things. And I thought, this makes so much sense because it's, it's not about, it's, it's just foundational things. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why, if, if you have a house that's in order, if you have your life that's in order, that should never happen because there's a schedule, there's a habit, there's a, there's a way of life. You can't expect your child to just be clean all the time. When there isn't structure, it's not, it's not structurally there. You know what I mean? You, no, I know. And that's why I go to therapy because I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. No, no, no. I'm not saying it should. Trying, it's, not, it's not about judgment. I'm trying to get there. No, but it's not about judgment. But what I'm saying is, for example, when people say, I don't know why, um, like my hair is like uh, broken and like, mm. well, there you, I mean, there's like conditioning and there's like getting <laughs> haircuts all you know once a month there's yeah. and if you're not following a structure it's not like magically one day it's gonna be like my flowy hair oh, unless you have great skin and you only use dove and you know baby <laughs> baby baby lotion. baby lotion but you know what i mean it's just yeah definitely. I, I think it's just like living a life of structure which is goes back to what we we're talking about earlier goal setting yeah and setting what is it what is your what does your day want to look like what does an average wednesday sure. look like and how do i structure my life around it and not yeah. getting overwhelmed by it and having, and again, being kind and not caring. And if, if again, if my child walks up with the pants that are like, you know, and again, I get the hair thing. My son's like super into his hair, mm-hmm. but he has a hole in his pants. <laughs> that's, that's the structure of giving him. Yeah. And I just, you know, well, that's the work I want to see. What people say. Yeah. I, well, and that's the, it. it's the, it's what, what I've been called to do. In the new year, I think we're going to open to open myself up to it, but just e- healing that inner feminine, and yeah. that includes a little bit of remothering, you know, tapping into your inner child, and that remothering, it, you know, letting your mom off the hook for everything she couldn't be or do for you, mm. and moving Brisa? forward in a more positive way. Brisa needs to go, and uh, and um, <laughs> taking that consciousness into your parenting, so yes. that we release ego, cultural expectations, and we're already breaking down. I see it all everywhere. I mean, we're already not forcing our kids a saludar a todos, you know, you don't have to kiss everyone, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to sit on your uncle's lap if you don't feel like being on someone's lap. That's just weird now. (laughs) It's weird now where before it was like, ay, no seas malcriada, saluda a todo tu tío. Go sit on his lap. Go sit on his lap. lap, You know, dándose beso en la boca, you know, letting your uncles kiss you. Like, no, that's not okay anymore. Like now we have boundaries. So I teach my kids boundaries. And I think a, a woman has to have her boundaries first as a daughter. So that she can then empower that in her kids. And it comes with structure. I mean, yeah, we can't like, oh, I'm not going to let my ego, my consciousness get in the way. So if you don't want to brush your teeth, it's totally okay. No, that's not what we're saying. It's more like, yeah, there's conscious structure, Mm -hmm. but there's also um, an understanding that they're their own beings. You know, they have their own essence. That's why I love the work of- People should brush your teeth though. They absolutely like in, should like in general, like in women, life. women and yeah. men, like that should be a and habit. Floss, you should floss. like as a parent, that should be yeah. like a yes. thing that's something shower. you hit into your child. Brush your you teeth. should shower. You, you should know, shower, like the, you the, brush kids, your the teeth. kids go through like stages where they don't want to shower, yes. where they don't want to do their that? hair. And, and so, yeah, you know what I mean? So they, they go through stages where they don't want to eat. There are certain stages that they yeah. go through. Yeah. And so whenever they're going through that stage, I'm like, you can't leave the house if you're not 
brush your teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go upstairs if you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> You're not leaving the house. Yeah. yeah I'm just like, you no. You can't leave. It's... You can't leave your room. You can't yeah. leave. Go in the bathroom. <gasps> anyway. Uh, that's a whole. We went to another show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter, also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707, and leave us a message, or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love, and see you next week! Super Mamas!